Welcome to the Calvary Church Podcast. We're glad that you are here and that you can be a part of a recent service at TCC. So let's join the service, which is already underway, and listen to the message. Evangelist Vinny Azzalini is no stranger to the Calvary Church. He grew up here in Cincinnati, went to our Christian school, was a part of this church for many years and moved to the Columbus area. And he is a full-time evangelist, travels across the country, and we are thankful for him. And he has preached in this church several times over the last couple years. And we felt to bring him that he was the man of God for this season and this revival. And we are going to give him the liberty of this pulpit. We're so honored to have his wife, Jennifer, and their children, Aubrey and Hudson. Amazing kids and an amazing family. But we want Brother Vinny Azzalini to come and take his liberty And uh, as he's coming, I want us to pray that the Lord would open our hearts. God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, for what you're doing among us. I pray our hearts would be open to receive your word. I pray, God, that we would hear your word and we would respond to it. God, I thank you, Lord, for this great family, this great man of God. Use him mightily for your kingdom, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. God bless you. Amen. Doesn't it feel good in the house of the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. I feel such great faith and anticipation for this service here today. Amen. How many of you feel a witness of that in the Holy Ghost here this morning? Amen. Hallelujah. Paul said it this way in the book of Romans. He said, for I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift. And that's not my text this morning, but I wanted to share that verse with you today so that you know where my heart has been this week. All through the course of this week, you have been on my mind. We have prayed for you. We have fasted for you. And I believe that throughout the course of this day and on Tuesday and on Wednesday, that the Lord is going to do many mighty works in our midst here. If you believe that, say amen. Hallelujah. 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 So honored to be here with you all again today. So glad I can have my family here with me. Love Brother Tom and Sister Kristen. They've been so kind to me and to our kids. And we are just so happy to be here. If you could turn in your Bibles with me this morning to the book of Second Chronicles chapter 7. Second Chronicles chapter 7. And we're going to read verses 13 and 14. Probably a familiar passage of Scripture to many of us here today. And then when we are finished in the book of Chronicles, we'll move down to the book of Acts, and we will read chapter 4 and verse 12 in the book of Acts. Hallelujah. Beginning with 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. If I shut up heaven that there be no rain... Or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, 
and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. The Lord is telling Solomon that in any situation that God's people can call on him and he will respond. And I understand that before me today, there are many situations represented in this room. But what you need to know, regardless of the size of your circumstance, is that when you call on Jesus today, he's going to respond to you this morning. We'll move down to the book of Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we love you. We're so thankful to be in your house this morning. I'm asking you right now that you would have your way in our midst here today. Lord, that you would release liberty in this house. Lord, that you would release faith in this building here right now. Lord, that you would bring us into one mind and one accord. Lord, that every yoke of bondage would be broken under the anointing of the Holy Ghost here today. Lord, that those that have been bound would step into a place of deliverance and freedom today in Jesus name in Jesus name amen you may be seated hallelujah in 1876 Alexander Graham Bell patented the first telephone the invention of the telephone changed the world forever We started with something mounted on the wall, something that had a cord on it. And then I remember cordless phones came out, and cordless phones were all the rage. And then the gigahertz would change, and it depended on how many gigahertz your cordless phone had and how far away you could walk from that unit that was on your side table in your house. And then I remember the cell phone came out, and man, was that an awesome thing when the cell phone was invented. I mean, that changed everything. And then the cell phone began to evolve, and 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 grow, and Steve Jobs changed everything, didn't he? Can the Apple community say amen? And now it's not just a telephone. It's not just a telephone, but now we can do everything on these devices. We can stay connected. We don't need a Kodak camera. All we need is our Apple phone, and for some of you, a Google phone. God bless your hearts. And we can share these photos and we can put them in the cloud and we can stay connected and communicate with each other seamlessly and flawlessly for those of you who have an app. You know, I did not mean for this to be an Apple commercial. It's just, I'm just trying to flow in the Holy Ghost here this morning. Amen. And I remember as I would, uh, as I was growing older, uh, receiving telephones were, telephone calls was very exciting. You know, when I was young, you know, the telephone was a disruption. But when I became a teenager and that phone would ring, there was something that rose up in me and I had hope that maybe it was a girl calling for me. But time and time again, those hopes were dashed. Amen. 
But I remember those cords on the phone, and, and we would stretch that cord as far as it would go. And, and if you wanted privacy, I mean, you had to, like, twist it and walk around the corner and try to get away from everybody. But that phone would become so twisted and tangled, eventually you'd have to get a new one. Amen. But I learned something. That as I grew older, getting phone calls was not as exciting as it was when I was younger. There are people in our world today that have been blessed with the responsibility to remind us when we have not paid our electric bill. There are people in the world today that have been blessed to hold us accountable when we have not paid our telephone bill. And they do not hesitate to remind us and let us know Visa wants your money and MasterCard wants your money. And yes, we let you use the card, but we will not let you go without paying. And those phone calls came to my phone at one stage in my life. Hallelujah, that stage is over. But those phone calls would come, and, and I did not like getting phone calls as much as I did when I was younger. I remember when I was younger, telephone calls became something uh, that we could do as teenagers that, that was fun. We would make prank phone calls. Anybody ever received a prank phone call? Chances are I was on the other line if you ever received a prank phone call. You know, we had those, the, the very common ones. Is your refrigerator running? Well, yes, it is. Well, then go catch it. Anybody ever heard that one before? Amen. Yeah. I won't share all of them with you this morning because of the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I learned early in life that a phone call can change your whole life. In one moment, with one call, all of a sudden, everything can change. I remember uh, my mom was raising us kids over on Pleasant Run Drive, a little apartment community off of Mill Road near here. And, and, and I remember we were outside playing and, and mom came out of the house and, and she had tears in her eyes and she said, I just got a phone call. And she said, your grandma in Brazil has passed away. And I remember being eight or nine years old and hearing that. And in one moment, in one phone call, all of a sudden I went from being joyful to being sorrowful. With just that one communication, all of a sudden my state of mind, my state of emotion changed all because of that call. But there were good phone calls. I remember the first time I got the phone call to let me know I had been hired at my first job. That was very exciting. It changed my mood. It made me feel excited. I remember getting the phone call from the doctor to confirm the pregnancy. That was a great day. It was an exciting day in our life. And so there were phone calls all along the course of life that changed my life. It was just a few weeks ago that we got a phone call from a young person uh, 
calling to let us know that even though they had grown up uh, in the duration of our ministry and had come up under our tutelage, uh, they called to let us know that they didn't want to be apostolic anymore. They called to let us know that they didn't want to believe uh, what they had been taught. And that phone call changed my day. It changed uh, my emotions. It changed uh, my reality all in that one moment when I saw this young person begin to walk away. It happened with a phone call. I remember I was 18 years old and I made a phone call. I made a phone call to my mom to let her know that I was going to be moving away. My friend John had called me from Canton, Ohio and invited me to come and move there before I went to Bible college. And he said, you can come up here and paint houses for the summer and save up money to go to school. And so I called my mom and I, and I let her know that I was going to be moving out. And, uh, and I moved and I left. And over the course of that summer, I fell away from the Lord. And it happened with just a phone call. With one moment of communication. In our text today, the Lord promised us that if we would call on him, that he would answer. It was during a period of time in my life when I was not serving the Lord. I was working for Rumpke, and I drove a recycling truck, and, and my route was in Hamilton, Ohio, and I had to drive from downtown Cincinnati, go all the way out to Hamilton, and usually by the time I hit 129, I was pretty tired, and, and it was just such a morning when I was driving down 129, and I, and I fell asleep behind the wheel of a Rumpke truck, and, and all of a sudden, I felt shaking, and I began to be jostled around, and I and I woke up just in time to see a light pole right in front of my truck. And, and I couldn't think of what to do. I wasn't serving the Lord. I didn't have time to react. But instinctively, out of my mouth, I said, Jesus. And that truck hit that light pole. Huh? And then it hit another light pole. And another light pole. Huh? It chopped down six light poles. Huh? And then that truck careened out of that grass. And it did one one full roll across the highway until it reached the grass in in the middle of the opposing traffic. Uh, and I walked out of the cab of that truck uh, with just a few scratches uh, and bruises. Why? Uh, because I called uh, on Jesus uh, and he showed up uh, just like he said he would. I called him and he answered and it changed everything you know the key is he answered any of you ever tried to get a hold of somebody and they didn't answer the phone you know there used to be an excuse for that no longer is there an excuse for that right at least that's how we feel when we're trying to get a hold of somebody aren't you glad god doesn't send you to voicemail Aren't you glad God doesn't just hit the ignore button when you call him? Uh, but no, when you call him, uh, he shows up uh, and says, I was watching. Uh, I knew what you needed before you ever said my name. Uh, I was just waiting to see uh, if you would call me. Uh, I was just waiting to see uh, if you would have the faith uh, to make a holy utterance uh, and cry out uh, for me. Hallelujah. Peter tells us. That he's not slack concerning his promise. 
his promise. And he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. There are people in this room today that the Lord has been calling for a long time, and you've just been ignoring the call, and you've been sending him to voicemail. But God is calling you again this morning. It is not a prank call. It's not a bill collector. It's not a telemarketer. It's the king of all creation calling you to become a child of his name. And I implore you you today. Answer the call. Answer the call. Answer the call. He is calling you back to life and life more abundantly. He doesn't have pain for you. He doesn't have suffering for you, but he's calling you to greater things. Oh, come on. If you're a believer in the house, you better shout amen. There's some people in this room today that are sitting a little too quiet on your testimony. You were there when you called and he answered. You remember the day when you cried out and he showed up. Hallelujah. 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 Going back to our text, we have to understand that Israel had a long history of having an up and down relationship with Jesus. When things were good, they would forget about the Lord. When things were right, it was easy to send him to voicemail because the need wasn't there. But when things got bad, they'd cry out for mercy. They'd cry out for forgiveness. See, the Lord was telling Solomon that as long as the children of Israel would first humble themselves, humble themselves. Listen, there's a lot of talk about humility, but I I heard a a preacher by the name of Brother Coltharp say it this way, and I thought it was so good. He said, humility is not thinking less of yourself, but it's thinking of yourself less. It's putting in yourself in a place where you become more selfless and it's not all about you and you begin to live a life that is not self-centered. God's saying, if my people would humble themselves and then pray. You know what prayer is? Prayer is the acknowledgement of God. Prayer is when you say, you know what? There is one greater than I. There is one that is all powerful that is king of kings and lord of lords and i'm gonna call on him he said if you'd humble yourselves and pray and seek my face what was he saying he said don't seek my hand seek my face i want you to acknowledge me and then pursue relationship with me don't just come to me for what i can give you but come for the relationship and out of that relationship I will heal your land. And he said, if they would turn from their sin, 
if they would turn from their sin. This is such a vital part of this verse. You need to hear me today. There are some that have reduced repentance to confession, but that is not what repentance is. Repentance is a turning away of sin. Yes, it is true. If you confess your sins, he will forgive you of your sins. But confession is not repentance. Repentance is when I say, you know what? I was living this way and I was involved in this life, but now I'm going to walk this way. I'm going to acknowledge that he's God. I'm going to seek his face and I'm going to walk away from the death and destruction that I lived in before. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their sin, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. The Bible says that if we will do that, Jesus promised us. He said, I will hear you. I will forgive you. And I will heal you. I don't think you heard me really. I appreciate the hand clap, but he said, I will heal your land. Do you understand how all-encompassing that is? Your pastor stood in the pulpit just a few minutes ago and said God wanted to heal situations in this room. What was he talking about? He was talking about this verse. He's letting you know, hey, listen, friend, it doesn't matter what garbage you walked in here with today, how dim your situation looks. There is a God that if you call on him, he's going to hear you. He's going to forgive you. He's going to show up and he's going to bring healing to your situation. Ah, hallelujah. Mm. Come on, can you just lift your voice for a moment? Yeah. If our land has ever needed healing, it's now. Our land needs healing. America is facing more division, more addiction, more debauchery, more broken families, more suicides, more confusion, more hate with every passing year. With every new news cycle, we hear about it. We look at it. We listen to it. What is it? It's disease in the land. It's a disease in the land. Oh, Listen, I know right now 
there's been a little bit of a shift in the economy here in the United States. But don't let a good economy distract you from the commission of Jesus Christ. Understand that we are in a space of grace. We are in a window of opportunity where the church can rise up and tell people if you'll acknowledge him, he'll hear you. If you'll call on him, he'll show up. There is a disease in the land, a disease called sin. See, we don't have a suicide problem. We don't have a heroin problem. We got a sin problem. If we want to stop death, if we want to stop the hate, if we want to heal our families, our marriages, our friendships, our children, then we've got to take care of the sin issue and turn from their wicked way. There's too many of us that are willing to call, partake of the blessing, but show up with some closet sin in our lives. And we show up week after week. Pastor, I don't understand why it's not changing. Pastor, I don't understand why I don't got peace. Let me say it for you right now. I'll tell you, because somewhere there's a sin issue. Somewhere there's an open door. There's an open window in your house where the enemy has gained entry. See, my Bible tells me that his word is yea and amen. So when there is no sin in my house, I am promised peace. I am promised unity. I am promised healing. Our world, dare I say, even some of us have allowed sin into our lives. Listen, friend, I'm not here to meddle. I'm just going to tell you what the book says. What fellowship hath light with darkness? What fellowship hath light with darkness? You let that word speak to you. Whatever it is, the Holy Ghost is impressing on your spirit. But I'll tell you right now, if you give God access, if you give him unrestricted access to your life, he's going to show you where the pain's coming from. He's going to show you where the confusion is coming for. We've turned to fables, as Paul said. Many have turned to false doctrine. Some have fallen prey to seducing spirits. Others have tried to use sin as a coping mechanism. And others have become distracted from purpose. And now we're seeing the result. See, the statistics are staggering here in the U.S. Divorce, violence, mental illness, disease, suicide, anger, hate, 
rebellion on all fronts of all ages, division everywhere. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. If we want to stop the death of sin, then we need to be called back to life. And it happens when we are born again and become children of his name. So my question is, are you called by his name? See, the verse in Chronicle says, if my people, which are called by my name, will pray, will turn from their wicked way, then I will heal their land. If your prayers are going to bring healing to your city, then you've got to be people of his name. And his name is Jesus Christ. My son's name is Hudson Asher Azzolini. He didn't even look at me. My daughter's names are Aubrey and Ashley Azzolini. Do you know why they have the same last name as me? Because they were born into my family. See, if you're going to be a child of the name, then you got to be born into the family. Come on, for some of you, that should be really great news. Some of you don't like your mother-in-law. Some of you don't like your brother-in-law. Some of you wish you had a different sister-in-law. Everyone's looking straight at me. Nobody's looking left or right right now. Everyone's like, oh, Jesus, he read my mail. Some of you are like, sweet Jesus, if I could only have a new family. Uh, guess what? God knew. He knew the mother-in-law you was going to have. Uh, he knew the brother-in-law you was going to have. Uh, and he made a way for you too. Uh, he said you can have uh, a new family. Uh, you can be born again. Uh, you can take on my name. Uh, there are other brothers uh, and other sisters uh, that you can reach out to. Uh, in a different family uh, you can be a part of. John said it this way in chapter 3. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time? into his mother's womb and be born. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee. That means listen to what I'm saying to you. Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again and see Nicodemus was a good man he was somebody that our culture today would call a Christian he was a believer 
he had acknowledged God. He had prayed. He was devoted. But Jesus himself explained to Nicodemus in these verses that it's not just being a believer that's enough. Prayer, acknowledgement of God is not enough. Seeking me in relationship is not enough. Just calling himself a Christian was not enough. A simple declaration of faith wasn't going to get the job done. He told him if he wanted to be called a child of the name than he had to be born into the family. See, there's people in this room here today that love Jesus. You felt his presence. You've experienced his love. But to this day, you have not been born again, as the scripture hath said. But I got great news for you. Today is your day today is your day see he knew you were going to be in the building today so he sent this preacher to let you know that today can be the day that you can be born again you can go down in waters of baptism and come up with the name of Jesus Christ you can be filled with his Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues and be born again Ha, 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 hallelujah. Today, he is calling us out of death, out of sin, and into life everlasting. See, Jesus told Nicodemus that he had to be born of the water and of the spirit to enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. This is your natural birth. Ha. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. This is your spiritual birth. Marvel not that I said unto you, you must be born again. You know what marvel not means? He said, listen, don't stand around and think about it. Don't sit around and ponder it. Just do it. Marvel not, Nicodemus. You're not going to understand everything right now. But if you'll go down in the water, if you'll take a step of belief, if you'll just step out on faith and do what I'm telling you to do, then you'll make your calling and election sure. If we want to bring healing to our schools, healing to our communities, healing to our families, healing to our cities, then we must be born again. We can't wish these problems away. We can't counsel these problems away. You can't legislate a cure for death. There is no prison that can contain addiction. There is no program that can restore joy. Your only answer is life in Jesus Christ. 
Jesus said it this way in the book of John. He said, I am the vine. You are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same shall bring forth much fruit. If you don't like the fruit in your life, get grafted back into the vine. Get reconnected to the vine. I don't know what separated you, what made you feel cut off, but if you can reconnect to the vine, you'll start seeing that fruit that you want to see in your life. Uh, Hallelujah. There are people in this room today with a lot of brokenness. And the Lord would have me tell you today that if you will answer the call. If you will answer the call, he will begin a tidal wave of healing in your life that's going to blow your mind. Has your family been ripped apart by divorce? There is healing in the name of Jesus. Has your home been fractured by the selfishness of sin? There is healing in the name of Jesus. Has your mind become confused by the competing voices of society? There is healing in the name of Jesus. Is your spirit frustrated with the direction of your life? I came today to tell you there's healing in the name of Jesus. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. I'd like for us to stand all across this building this morning. I think the greatest thing about calling is that it works both ways. I can call him when I need him. And he can call me when he speaks to me, when he wants to speak to me. I believe there's people under the sound of my voice here this morning. The Lord's been trying to get a hold of you. He's been calling in your suffering. But you put do not disturb on. Because you didn't want to hear it. God's saying, listen, turn the do not disturb off. I got healing virtue for you in my house today. I got living bread and living water for you today. I got a virtue that can restore, that can reconcile, that can rebuild, that can revive, renew, and restore your life. I just need you to call on me. 
There was a time in my life when I didn't serve the Lord. And I remember there was a weekend I was hanging out with a buddy of mine. And we were indulging ourselves in some things of the flesh. And, and we'd been at it for a while. We'd gone all night. And I remember all of a sudden, that buddy of mine, right in my living room, his body became stiff. And I watched, I literally watched color leave his face. And then his face became purple. And I watched his stiff body keel over right on my living room floor. I didn't know what to do. I'd been so far removed from the Lord. I didn't even feel like in that state of mind that I could pray. But I knew there was somebody that would. So I picked up the phone. And I called mom. I said, mom, I got a situation right now. Said, I just want to know if you'd call on the name of Jesus for me right now. And right there on that phone, she began to call on the name of Jesus. And I watched as color came back into his face. And he began to move right there on my living room floor. And he woke up and he just looked at me and said, What happened? I said, Jesus happened. Now get out. <laughs> We're not friends anymore. <laughs> I deleted him from the call list. Some of you have disqualified yourself from calling on the Lord. Your guilty conscience has condemned you and said, you can't pray. You can't call on him. I'm here today to tell you that's a lie from the pit of hell. In the name of Jesus, if you will lift your voice and call on him, he will answer your call this morning. So this is what I'd like to do. I'd like to open up these altars here this morning. And I'd like for us all to come and fill up this altar space here today. And we're going to cry out and call on the name of Jesus together. Listen, you know better than I know what you're facing in your life. But if you got a mess that requires healing, I would encourage you. Don't let anybody in your row stop you from making your way to the front. You know if you've never been back 
baptized in Jesus' name. Don't let what somebody else might say stop you from pushing your way to the front. If you've never been filled with the gift of the Holy Spirit, don't let anybody stop you from coming to this altar today. He wants to give you new life here this morning. Come on, that's beautiful. Let's keep coming. Let's keep coming. Come on. Don't block the aisles. Push your way in. Make room. There's people coming right now in need of hope. There's people coming right now in need of deliverance. I want you to know the Lord spoke to me this morning. And he said there would be deliverance for everybody that comes here this morning. I tell you, come on. It's time to respond. Come on, move forward. Move forward. Make your way up. Make your way up. Don't let anybody stop you from getting what you need from God today. Come on. The the woman with the issue of blood, she had to press her way to Jesus. Don't let anybody stop you this morning. He's calling you back to life. Hey, that's it. Come on, ministers. Let's begin to make our way around this altar right now and begin to pray for the needs that are represented here. That's it. That's it. Come on, there's healing. There's healing. There's restoration. There's reconciliation. There's deliverance here today. Yes, yes, in the name of Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yes, that's it, come on, God's doing a work in your life right now, that's it, come on, it's time to turn from your wicked ways, you know what pet sin, what closet sin has stopped you from having peace, there's deliverance today, come on, he wants to deliver you from that pain, he wants to deliver you from that addiction, he wants to deliver you from that dysfunction here today. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.